Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Hello, this is Eric. And I'm Scott. And this is another episode of the City on a Hill podcast. And we have been doing the last couple times uh, sort of a refocus on why it is we're doing what we're doing. And I did admit before that for me, this has been uh, this has been a pretty good learning curve because I've tried to ignore it for most of my life. And I've learned some things about podcasting and microphones and posting and how to get it on Apple Podcasts and all those things, but I've also learned some stuff about the topic and mm. subject matter that we're working on. And so I thought it would be interesting if we had a short episode where we just share a little bit about what have been the personal takeaways for us on uh, for this first 30 mm. episodes or so. Because there's a bit of selfishness there. We don't just want to do this for you. We want to gain something from this as well. <laughs> well, self, selfish or not, uh, it has changed yeah. me and it has shaped. I don't think it's a bad goal. Yeah, I want to be shaped, changed by this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it shapes who I am. And those things sometimes happen by accident, sometimes on purpose. But uh, I'll tell you my first one. My first one, my first takeaway is how much the Cold War impacted the way the American church engages the government mm. and this was I, I didn't even see this coming this was not on my radar at all before we started but it, it is important to me personally because I remember as a high school student my dad would go off uh, he'd drive a couple hundred miles mm. and he would sit alert he was a fighter pilot he would sit alert waiting to be scrambled in case the Russians flew over the northern border there in Montana, and he would fly his fighter and intercept them. That was that was what he trained for. That was what he did on the weekends, uh, for the most part, as I grew up. And mm. so that, that was my family life, as well as my national life, mm. was all shaped by the Cold War. And... I didn't really recognize that it also shaped my religious life because the, the, the thing that is interesting to me is that uh, in the Cold War, really beginning after World War II, when in God we trust God in our coins and one nation under God and our pledge, we began to, you might say, just enfold or overlap the the church and the government in such a way that the church of course was opposed to atheistic communism mm. but it also was a threat to the united states and so the the, the nation had uh, an enemy that happened to be a common enemy with the church so both the church and the nation sort of, uh, I don't know if collaborates, not the right word, but they uh, were together against atheistic communism. Hmm. And that blurred the line. That's probably the best way to say it. Blurred the lines between what was American and what was church. And 
And I didn't realize that that was happening. It didn't occur to me that that the political environment that I grew up in had any kind of impact on my religious experience, mm. which was kind of interesting. I, I, I remember, for instance, this, this, will, this will kind of date the podcast, I suppose, but when I was in high school, I went to Iran on a wrestling culture exchange. Mm. And those of you who have the 30 years or 40 years, or whatever it is, of intervening time realized that was, uh, that was kind of dicey to go to Iran. <laughs> but no, the dicey part for me was I got within uh, a couple miles, about a mile of the Soviet border. And I could look from where I was mm. in Iran over to the Soviet Union thinking, oh, this is like, this is pretty scary. I'm going to go touch the bear. <laughs> right. So anyway, it was just a funny, that was that was the, the, the seriousness with which the Soviet Union was a mm-hmm. threat to our way of life. And I didn't put it together that the atheistic communism of the Soviet Union was, you know, perceived as a threat to my religious life you might say also and and so the the fact that that was an issue that 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 the lines blurred because of that i didn't know any better any more than the fish recognizes the water is blurry because he just doesn't even know water he swims in it all the time and i just was part of that that was just really part of the whole uh, atmosphere in which i grew up Mm. and and that carried through Mm -hmm. so those are that was my biggest takeaway was how much the environment of the Cold War influenced the way that I perceived Christianity and America and how much they the lines blurred between the two because of the Cold War. Yeah. So that's my that's my first takeaway. I can also remember the recording those episodes and seeing the gears shift and oh, okay, that that connects to that and these things go this way because of the Cold War. That's super fascinating. Um, I think one of the one of the takeaways for me is we've been working through this, but we're still in the middle of a, a pandemic and a huge. It's not the purpose of this podcast. It, it wasn't the driving factor, but it was part of the pressure cooker of what was going on. Right. And either podcast or just general experience, uh, I think I've learned. I think God has given me the opportunity to learn how to uh, submit in ways that I didn't know what to do before. I was talking to a friend, he was kind of mentioning the same thing. And it was like, we knew it on paper. Yeah, yeah, in theory, I know I know how to submit. Someday that'll, that might occur, it doesn't really matter right now. And then all of a sudden it had to get practical really fast. And it did, and there was a lot of, there's, ang- there's still angst, there's still mm-hmm. difficulty in that. Um, so that's a takeaway for one, but it's also, I think I'm already at the point where I'm grateful for that. Um, it's as though God has given us a practice ground as a church to, to engage these things and and deal with this and learn how to suffer and learn how to, um, and I, I say suffer. I don't, I don't want that to sound as dramatic as it could. I I know that there's a lightness to that, um, for us when compared to different, uh, different churches in different countries that have far, uh, far more hard stories than we have. Um, but my experience of Christian life is, was a lot different for the first 34 years of my life. Um, so just having to go through that and work through that and figure out how does this, how does this become practical? How do I actually apply Romans 13? Where is this line and where do I go and how do I do that? And how do I, 
uh, outdo others in showing honor? And how mm. do I give respect to whom respect is owed or honor to whom honor is owed? And having to make all those things that I could have, I could have written a really good paper about that, but I wouldn't have had to figure out how to do it in person or do it on the ground. And one, walking through the last year and a half and still walking, that's not, that's not over, but also having to talk about it in ways that I hope were clear, mm-hmm. I hope were helpful, um, helps me understand it even more. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Well, in some respects, it was like you were, in the podcast anyway, we were lab instructors in a lab. We where, were the mice. <laughs> yeah, where it felt that way. You know, so talking about it, because I've, I, you know, I had classes where you had to lecture mm-hmm. and you had to get it right on paper, mm-hmm. but then you had your lab and you had to like mix the chemicals and they had to do something. And, and... It doesn't sound like you passed that class. I didn't do very well, no. And... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that's a little bit like talking about it in the podcast because mm-hmm. you got to talk about what's working, what's not working, and mm-hmm. you talk about submission. And the the reality is, one of the things we've said over and over is, if if you agree with everything, it's not submission. Right. It really became submission when we were asked to do things that were uncomfortable, that we didn't want to do, that were hard. And so, well, that's I, I appreciate that you've learned mm-hmm. that. I it's it's like. Praying for patience. Don't ever pray for patience because the Lord's always happy to teach you. Praying for ability to submit. No. Yes. Don't stop. Stop praying for that. Well, until you need some supernatural help, I suppose. But um, yeah, I think the my other the other takeaway that I would have, I think, and it comes sort of out of the the blurred lines of the Cold War, comes a little bit out of the the pressure that we have been under in the pandemic to, well, in the terms of one church that I heard just recently, stick it to the government. You know, what, <laughs> don't you love that? That was what one church You're just was just goading me. That's just, what one church was going to do. They were going to stick it to the government. Set on the bulletin. And I just, that doesn't seem very good, but that's not my, my place. That's though. not your takeaway. <laughs> I'm not, that's not my takeaway. My takeaway is that, it has been important and it's been helpful for me to talk about what is the church's identity? How how are we going to help the church recognize who they really are and and have their own identity so that in the world and they bump into another entity like a government, you don't have to like you know, fight, you don't have to the lines aren't blurred. You can say we're the church of Jesus Christ. And we're going to behave in this world in a certain way. And that's, that's the thing that has been uh, probably the biggest takeaway of all mm-hmm. is trying to figure out, okay, how, how does the church express this identity of being exiles when, and then individually as ambassadors and collectively as embassies of this other kingdom? And I don't think I have it all figured out, but to, to recognize that, that really we're exiles mm. and we don't have privilege or power or prestige and we're just here figuring out our way to rep- best represent our homeland mm-hmm. our true homeland and that is a completely different frame of reference than again than I had ever thought about because what I had thought about before was that a Christian in politics meant 
you have good policies mm. or you vote for a candidate that's uh, pro-life or something like that. And <clears throat> I think it's this identity of the church is bigger than that and it's mm-hmm. better than that. And it's helpful in a way to, to nuance and clarify and shape the way that I address policies or mm-hmm. people that I might vote for or or the ways that I might characterize myself or the church in the public sphere. So mm-hmm. the identity of the church with respect to politics and government has been another thing that's really been good for me to mm-hmm. process verbally right. with you, Eric, and uh, hopefully it's been helpful uh, for the listeners as well. But those those are some of our takeaways. Well, I can add one. Yeah. Uh, just thinking about that. The... The identity piece, yes, making that distinct. I think having it was, what is this, episode 31, so, 35? Who knows how many bonus hot take episodes we did. Um, but having to organize those things and think clearly about them, process them out loud, also helped me remember I had I had some of these pieces. I had these building blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but putting them together and realizing that I can engage these things even better if and if I have them in the right way, if I have them in the right spot, mm-hmm. I think the, the holiday one really mm. helped came me. Together came, that, came together on that. Came together, yeah. 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 We can. We were talking about holidays there. We can celebrate these holidays, and they can be even more enjoyable because we don't make them ultimate. Mm-hmm. And we have this ultimate. We have the ultimate story we belong to. We can put all our hope there. We can connect there well. And then I can engage these other things as a steward, and I feel like I can do it even better than mm-hmm. I could have before if I was trying to make this hold all the water. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just kind of exciting for me. I can go engage mm-hmm. these things, and it, the identity piece is huge there. How, what is the church? What am I? I'm, I'm an ambassador. Okay, what does that look like? And you start piecing all these things together and organizing that for your own life, and realizing, okay, if I have these things together appropriately, I can I can be so much more effective. I can be so much such a better steward of these things rather than juggling them. Going, I don't know what's more important, and mm-hmm. I don't know how these things come together. So, just the organization piece. I think has been super helpful hmm. and I feel like well can make me but also make us more effective engagers of our cities mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty cool good yeah thanks for adding that yeah shoehorning that in shoehorn it in um, so there's some takeaways we'd love to know if you guys have any takeaways so if you do uh, send us an email at podcastnewlifeandw.com I guess you can squawk at us on Facebook or Twitter or something if you want to but It'll just be easier if you send us an email. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, just write up a review. Um, It just goes a long way to convince the algorithm to show our podcast to people that should be listening to it. So do that. That would be great. Share it with a friend. And we look forward to the next conversation.